0: Today's reading comes from 1 John chapter 1, verses 1-10. through 10. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. The life appeared, we have seen it and testified to it, and we proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you may also have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. This is the message we have heard from Him and declare to you. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live out the truth. But if we walk in the light, as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us all from sin. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us all from unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar and his word is not in us. Thank you, Kaylee, for reading
1: God's word to us this morning. I am delighted to be here to share God's word with you to to dig into this new series, this new passage of scripture. So I want to start with just a reminder about the gift of light. We've sung about it this morning. You heard it in the scriptures. And don't you just love that this time of year we have this extended time of light. Isn't it fantastic? You know, here in Seattle, our summer solstice comes kind of next sunday next sunday into monday the 20th or the 21st and we're going to have maybe behind the clouds but we're going to have sixteen hours of sunlight now how many of you are early risers Ah, okay you're going to have to get up that day at 11 eleven a m to see the sunrise i'm not going to be there with you if you're more like me a night owl anybody like that okay Sunset that day is at nine ten p m and of course we know how the twilight lingers for a long time after that so light what a gift you know we actually at this time of year have seven and a half more hours of light than we do in december isn 't that amazing? and we recognize the gift of this extended time in the light. It seeps deep into our souls. It's life-giving. It's renewing. It brings hope. And light also connects us to reality. It reveals the beauty around us, as well as the obstacles and things that are in our way. Light. Light and darkness. Life emptiness these are some of the big themes we see in this new book that we're going to be looking at for the next several weeks and today's text that kaylee read for us should spark our imagination around this too that light is this beautiful gift that god gives us and then it's going to spark our imagination at what it means to walk in the light of christ Reality for us as people of faith. And much more than just philosophical dichotomies like and darkness. This is reality for us. So today we begin this series called Genuine Community. And we're going to be looking through the book of First John. A grounding text for these next couple of weeks. John includes in this really big grand convictions about who Jesus is. And how that's worked out. In real relationships and in these months as our communities are starting to open up again and we're coming back in person and we're bumping up against people in new ways I'm hearing about the joy of being able to look at a face to see a smile to have a conversation with someone in person to have someone in our home and yet I would say and maybe you've noticed this too that our season of isolation and being by ourselves have has in some ways brought to surface uh, our irritability a little bit more we haven't had to rub up against people like we had in the past and so we're just a little bit squirrely and i think we need a reboot on what it means to live in fellowship to live civilly with one another i wonder if john's gospel uh, this isn't his gospel but his The epistle will give us clues for this i think it will it'll help us to see that there is a way to walk forward in genuine community in the light of christ and that's the question we're going to ask through this as we talk about walking in the light we're going to talk about walking in the light and if you do have your bible with you i encourage you whether in print form or digital i encourage you to open it to the book of first john if you don't know where that is it's almost to the end of your bible just a few um books before the last book of the new testament revelation and in this passage we're going to take a look at what john says about these grand themes of light and darkness death in life just a little bit of context I always have to do this especially as you start a new book of the Bible what what was first John written for who wrote it all those kinds of things now it may be academic no it isn't it's important for us to know why John wrote it in the first place and you're gonna see in this whole book there's this big mix of faith proclamations and then it practical instruction they're both important And this isn't really a letter in the traditional sense that we see letters in fact if you looked and heard the first uh, verse of this book it doesn't say who he's writing to it doesn't say who wrote it he just jumps right in it's really more of a sermon that John is giving here but you can see in his style of writing and his distinct and simple Greek this is the same author who wrote the Gospel of John. The John who was often called the beloved disciple. And who was he writing to? Well, probably a whole group of churches. We know that for many years, John in his later life served out of the church in Ephesus. But he was probably writing to a whole bunch of churches. And this was a letter that they would take to one church and then bring to the other, and they'd read it and be encouraged and instructed. And in this letter, we find out there was some conflict in the church imagine that conflict in the church it was around both ideas about who jesus was and then also about how they were to live in light of who jesus was you know we got to be honest this has been the example this has been the reality for churches all along we're people we have disagreements we have conflicts And we've got to acknowledge that that is true for us. And so when we read what John writes to these friends, we can read it for ourselves as well. And John starts right in with the basics. Because if you don't know the groundwork that you're coming from, it's awfully hard to move forward. So if you have your Bible, I'm going to read this again from the first verse. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and our hands have touched this we proclaim about the word of life. So I want to take us through a couple of major themes this morning. As we um, go through this. And I'll have us go to the next slide. We're going to take a look at these themes of. The, in Jesus Christ who John is proclaiming. We have real life. True light. And honest fellowship. Fellowship. Now, John, he wants to set things straight at the beginning. And if you've studied this at all, you might be aware that during this time, there was a philosophy being birthed um, called Gnosticism. We're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I just want you to know that at that time, people were saying, oh, this is all about the Spirit. You just have to be thinking the right thoughts. In fact, matter, flesh and blood, and that's all evil but the spirit that is good and so this Gnosticism was creeping into the church and people were wondering well what does that say about who Jesus is and so John has said it very emphatically right from the beginning he is saying no I saw it I saw Jesus I touched him I heard him he is real he is person he is matter the very core and foundation of our faith is Jesus Christ. And that is where real life comes. Not some words to believe, some secret to figure out, some something to decode and figure out, oh, if I get the right thoughts about this. No. This is a person to be known. Now, if you've been in the church for any amount of time, you can maybe be pretty good if somebody asked you who is Jesus tell me what you know about Jesus and we might have a lot of you know he was the divine son of God we have we have lots of ideas and right concepts about who Jesus is but John reminds us it's not some secret knowledge it's not something you just have to recite in your mind we base our faith on a person the person of Jesus Christ No secret insider knowledge. Anybody can come and take a look at who this Jesus is. A real person who brings real life. Just as real as you and I sitting in this space or you at home with us. Pinch yourself. (laughs) You're real. You're flesh and blood and so was Jesus Christ. As real as that. Not just a concept to keep in our minds. This is how God shows himself to us. Yes, in creation. Yes, in the word, which is life. But more importantly, in the word of life, which is Jesus Christ. God's speech, this word of life, it's the speech of life and of light. And so we move on to this next part of who we are in Jesus Christ. Real life, but also true light. Now verse 5 couldn't be more emphatic about it. He says it just... John's kind of blunt, you know, Jesus called him one of the sons of thunder, and so he is right to the point. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you, pretty emphatic, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. Seems like an ethereal concept, but think of it in terms of light and darkness. God is light, there's not a glimmer of darkness in him. No sin, of course, no deception, no unrealness in God, in his being. God is light. And throughout the scriptures, that term light is often even translated as truth. When we tell the truth, we're in the light. When we're in the light, we see the truth. Both of those come together. And so this is light with no darkness at all, truth with no falsehood at all like those extended hours of summertime that we're just coming into God's light reveals refreshes us like finding the right pathway like finding the true character of God himself think of it this way when we hear from God what we're, what what you're hearing from me which is from God's Word and which the Spirit will interpret God never deceives he never distorts he never misleads. There is no heavenly strategy like we sometimes have on earth of um, massaging the message, right? Let's let's figure it out so that everybody will... No, God will never deceive and never distort. No heavenly deception. And in Jesus Christ, this true light is revealed in person for anyone who wishes to see it, who chooses to see it. And this is where John outlines in this um first chapter of his sermon letter six if clauses I F if expressed in both negative and positive ways it hints at that we have a choice because if this is true then that there must be something that follows so just I put them out here so you could kind of see of them see them here he says first of all if we walk in darkness that's a negative side that's an option if you walk in darkness, if we walk in darkness, he says, we uh, we lie, we don't live in the truth. But then in seven, he says, if we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Verse eight says, if we claim to be without sin, if we claim that, uh, I, you know, John says it very clearly, you're a liar, you're deceiving yourself. We'd probably laugh out loud if somebody said to us never sinned in my life take a look at me never sinned in my life if we claim that we are liars and deceiving ourselves but the gift is if we confess our sins and we're going to come back to that that's a positive side of this choice this implication of choosing to walk in light and then verse 10 says if we claim we have not sinned or could be um We've never sinned, like I just said. And then it goes on into actually verse 2, chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, I write this so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, which really says, when anybody sins, the if is more of a when in this one. When anyone does sin, we have an advocate. Now, if you look at these tests, these if statements they're saying look at the reality look honestly at what's going on they search us they penetrate just like a light deep into our souls they show us this place of darkness or smugness self-righteousness hypocrisy we can't live that way if we claim to walk in the light we can't be in the way of Jesus and and Pretend that there's not stuff in us that needs cleaning up Jesus said it himself very clearly if you look at this verse um, out of John chapter 3 just as clear just as emphatic is what Jesus says this is the verdict pretty clear isn't it Jesus says light has come into the world but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God now that phrase should both encourage us and, in a sense terrify us right because when we walk in the light of God when all reality is seen we can see God for who he is and of course God sees us for who we are and we have a choice to respond in these if questions negatively or positively to this gift of light and what I would encourage us to think about today is that real life true light leads to Honest fellowship. Honesty. Real fellowship. Genuine community. John talked about it back in verse 3. When he says says this. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard. So that. If you ever see those words so that. It's like a conclusion. It's a good thing to circle and remind. So that what? So that you also may have fellowship with us. Now that's a great church word isn't it? Have you ever told your friends, let's come over and we'll have a little fellowship today? Now, we use it in church all the time, but it is a beautiful Greek word, koinonia, which we've heard before, and we think of it in terms of closeness, being together with someone, participating in things together. Yeah, I don't think you had, you know, you can't think of a friend at inviting somebody to come for fellowship, but that koinonia, communion with one another being so close that you're participating in life together what a gift that is and it's given to us with god and with each other i don't know i've been thinking on this this week the fellowship with god i mean when you walked around this week did you have that recognition if you are in christ you've been walking around with the trinity fellowship with the God of the universe, the Son, Jesus, and the Spirit. We're invited into sharing this life with God. And John says, that's going to make my joy complete. I mean, that is the best news in the world, that you and I can walk with Jesus, with God himself. But these lofty proclamations get really close to home, too. Because when we walk in the light we walk in a way of disclosure right we not only see who God is we see who we are we see who I am and who you are think of it as looking in a lighted mirror I was going to say a makeup mirror but not everybody puts on makeup but everybody looks in a mirror right and you look in a mirror you take a look at yourself and it shows the real you especially before you got ready to come here this morning you might have seen some blemishes that needed to be covered you might have seen some bags under the eyes that needed to be you know touched up a bit some stubble that needed to be removed we don't hide from that revealed truth because it shows us what we need to do right Um, we look in a mirror, and yes, we may forget what we look like afterwards, but we address the cleaning up. We address it. We fix our hair. We put on our makeup. We shave our face. And this kind of revelation, just for us too, calls for a response, right? And when God's light shines on us, we're called as brothers and sisters of the light of the world to recognize this calls us to honest fellowship we can't kid ourselves you and I even though we might have fixed ourselves up in front of the mirror this morning we did not come in without any blemishes of sin and brokenness and uncertainty we do not have our acts together and if you ever try to make that statement about Christians you know we've got no we are just simply sinners who know where to come for forgiveness we are sinners through and through and it would be utter nonsense complete Self-deception, as John says. He says it in verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves. It would just be foolishness to say that. We don't have it figured out. But we do walk in pure light. And that's where honest fellowship comes in. Because it's communion of people, you and I, who recognize our belovedness and our sinfulness. Both are true. Fully loved, fully welcomed in the light of God. Fully seen, fully revealed in the light of God. You might say that in this honest fellowship, we are a fellowship of brokenness. I'm broken. You're broken. But we come into the light of God's love, and it says, I'm willing to admit it. I'm willing to humbly walk alongside others who are struggling as I am. Verse 7 puts it out very clearly as we read it in the message. If we walk in the light, God himself being the light, we also experience a shared life with one another. As the sacrifice blood of Jesus, God's son, purges all our sin. You know, in God's revealing light, there's no real need to hide our brokenness we walk in communion you and I together broken people to say God's light reveals us and we're promised that the blood of Jesus Christ will purify us so why would we hide why would we posture and pretend like we've got it all together God's revealing light is to show us who we are and to show himself as verse 9 says If we confess our sins, not just to God, but often to one another, he is faithful, he is just, he forgives our sins, and he purifies us. So we walk in light as pure light for a while, until we have to confess again, and then we come back. We're still in pure light. So let's bring this home to where you and I are today. I think we need this reminder in this season when so many times we've had these settled opinions about so many things and we've only had ourselves or our own little circle of people to talk about them with and we made them such a high priority we get focused on the right way of seeing things our way of seeing things whether that has to do with politics or pandemic response or even interpretations of the scripture and we can get blinded we can get so set in our ways that we get blinded to our own sinfulness our own brokenness and then what happens is we amplify any defect or any questionable thing in someone else like right oh can you believe that person they're just ah and it can grow and grow and grow but what if what if we together walked into the revealing light of god and said i'm broken will you walk with me I'll confess my sin, I messed up there. What if we could say, I don't have all the answers. Neither do you, but Jesus does. We forget that this honest fellowship means we acknowledge our sin, our brokenness, now, we don't necessarily do this in a worship service. So I'm not, I promise you, I'm not ending this service with stand and share and confess your sin to one another. That is not the pur- purpose. Oh, good. Everybody's taking a sigh of relief. <laughs> no, but we do need to find places and people who we can be real with and acknowledge that we are still on the growing edge of this, that God himself will share, shine his light on us. And that's what enables forgiveness. If you, can't, if you can't acknowledge the brokenness and sin, there's no place for forgiveness. This is a common crisis. We're on a common journey, friends, but we can walk in the light because Jesus himself promises he'll show up and show us our true selves and he will show up and say, I forgive you. I forgive you again and again and again. This is the good news of the first chapter of 1 John. If you and I want to develop genuine community, we need to walk together in the light. We need to be humbly recognizing our own sin. And then together celebrate that God's forgiveness is for me and for you and for all. This is grace remember that if if we walk in the light if we confess our sins if anyone does sin we have an advocate we have the person of Jesus Christ let's thank him will you pray with me oh Lord we we stand in need of your grace the beauty of your light draws us And yet, the reality of your light reveals what is truly there. But Lord, we don't want to be ashamed or shut down or pretend or get puffed up. We want to be real with you and one another in honest fellowship. So that we would see real life, true light, and fellowship with you and one another. This is our prayer, Lord. Keep us in that way, honestly with you, in the light of your love. We pray it in the name of Jesus. Amen.